Dateline, 21st July, 2014. Well, good day, folks, and welcome to the Australia Desk for episode 308 on what is a, uh, I guess, uh, Grant, a rather rather sad uh, week in aviation. And, uh, you know, it's it's really had an impact here, the Malaysian Airlines uh, shoot down or whatever has happened to that plane. It's uh, very tragic. A lot of Australians and a lot of people that were coming to Australia were on that flight. Indeed, mate. It's uh, highly likely it was a shoot down, but it's still not 100% definite. Unfortunately, the rhetoric that's being com- that's coming out from everyone's mouths and being repeated in the uh, the newspapers isn't helping. Neither is anyone in the situa- in the area. It's it's all getting very chaotic and yeah, big tragedy that could be the tipping point to another one. But hopefully, meanwhile, the world keeps going on, and so does the Australia desk. It certainly does. And joining us on the line is our good friend, Owen Zup. How are you, mate? Great, guys. How are you? We're very good. And uh, we don't want to dwell too much on this, but Owen, you're a professional pilot. You're an airline pilot. This would, uh, I guess, in the community that you work in, uh, this incident would really uh, have sent shockwaves really particularly to your colleagues, you and your colleagues. Yeah, it does on a couple of levels, I suppose. Uh, firstly, at, at that personal level, I think anyone involved in aviation feels when an event like this occurs. And then you've got almost the operational aspect where you think, where does this leave us as an industry? Uh, where do we have to rethink and reposition? So it hits you on that emotive level and it also hits you very much on that professional level as too. Yeah, it yeah. certainly is. And I know this subject will have been covered already extensively, I would imagine, uh, in the show so far. So we won't dwell on it too much, but uh, certainly our, our thoughts and uh, our sympathies really do go out to uh, everybody who's been affected by that uh, just tragic uh, tragic accident. We hope we can get those bodies home soon so that uh, at least the families can have some closure. But uh, uh, Grant and uh, Owen, let's move on. Owen, you're a busy guy. Are you the busiest aviator in Australia? I think you might be. Possibly, and it's not always by plan either. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, there's so many things we want to talk to you about, uh, not the least of which was your recent trip over to Toulouse to uh, fly on the A350, but I'm going to make an executive decision here. We're going to get you back uh, in the next available opportunity to talk about that because I think it's fascinating. Let's instead talk about the mail. The mail must get through, but I'll tell you what, uh, mate, 100 years ago, um, I guess if it wasn't going by rail or horse, um, you know, there wasn't really any other options, or was there? Yeah, well, as you alluded to, um, last week I did the centenary reenactment of the first airmail in Australia between Melbourne and Sydney, and that was uh, first flown by a Frenchman, Maurice Guillot, in a a Blériot, all those years ago, and um, he basically IFR, I follow railway lines. (laughs) He, uh, He followed the railway line from Melbourne to Sydney, and rather um, less comfort than I was able to do last week. So uh, what did you fly in? I know you're a big fan of the Tiger Moth, mate, but I don't think you went in one of those. No, I went in one of the Australian-made Jabiroos, the same one or same style that I, I flew around Australia in a few years ago. And um, we reenacted the flight fairly closely to the route. We did go into Tamora for obvious reasons, Tamora having a significant aviation museum. But uh, we even orbited over the townships where he might have stopped or that had some significance in that 1914 flight as well. So interesting when you would have been making that flight back in 1914. Um, you know, it's really a lot of the things we take for granted now. You know, we've got great navigation aids and all sorts of uh, ways of getting around. But uh, obviously back in those times, it would have been uh, much, much more of a challenge. Absolutely. Uh, it's hard to, to figure where to start in the differences physically the aircraft he, he was out in the airflow he manipulated the the uh, flight path of the aircraft far more physically than i did and um, i have a cabin heater with a gps map and a, a, a dine on skyview screen in front of me and he fundamentally had a, a fabric and, and frame aircraft that followed the road and, and railway lines and he was exposed to the elements uh, with a, a sack of mail and some cordial and a box of tea that was pretty much it, wasn't it? I mean, he was even more exposed than uh, you were when you were flying your Tiger Moth. Oh, very much so, very much so. Yeah, yeah. it was a, a very bare-framed aeroplane. And, uh, yeah. you know, the weather he, he struck, the, the 
you couldn't pick a worse time of year to fly in Australia <laughs> in terms of the middle of winter and the southeastern corner. And he, he struck that weather and, and you didn't need much of a headwind to almost enter the hover in something like a Blairio either. So he was up against so many challenges, it, it's hard to even fathom. And it's interesting when you talk about weather, Owen, because the day you departed uh, from Essendon Airport down here in Melbourne, um, well, the skies cleared, interestingly, as I drove from my place uh, into the uh, the airport just in time to see your departure. But uh, I was a little doubtful you were going to make it looking at the weather when I uh, left my place. It was rather windy, I noticed. Yeah, the, the week before I looked at the, the forecasts and optic charts, and I thought, gee, if we could get between those two fronts that were coming through, we might get away with this. Uh, when the, the forecast came out on Friday night, the night before the departure, I said to my wife, gee, I think we might be going Sunday. It, based on the forecast, I don't think it's very good. Uh, I, I must admit, I got up at one o'clock and checked the weathers again early hours of the morning. But uh, when I did get up the next day, the rain wasn't there that they'd forecast and the cloud base wasn't quite what they'd said. And by the time we got out to the aeroplane and had pre-flight and dealt with media, it was patches of blue overhead. And uh, I, I figured probably the best perspective, and we all agreed on it, was to get up and have a look. And by the time I departed and turned to track north, I, I probably could see 80 or 90 miles. It looked like you were getting some great receptions from everywhere you went. Everywhere. The, the, the country folk were just fantastic. Harden, I think about 20% of the population turned out to the race course where we landed. And uh, that just continued everywhere we went. Benalla was very welcoming, strong gliding community there. Sure. Uh, Warbirds flew sectors with us. Tamora welcomed us. Harden was very special because he'd stayed there and we stayed actually in the same hotel that Guillaume had stayed in in 1914. And Goulburn turned out, the mayor came out to meet me and he actually had been one of the supporters of my flight back in 2010 in another position he'd held in civic duties. And then my hometown of Mittagong, there were probably 150 to 200 people came there. So <laughs> it was um, it, it was fantastic. And by the time I got to, to Bankstown Aerodrome, the media was all on hand and I flew up there with uh, the Channel 9 helicopter for the last uh, 15 to 20 minutes. <laughs> oh yeah, no stress, no no, no pressure. No, 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 no. Well, all my mates had said to me, just don't mess up the landing. And uh, <laughs> I, I, by hook or by crook, I managed to fluke a, a really nice one. And then when they showed it on the news that night, they showed me come right over the edge of the runway. And then they cut to something else when I was about 18 inches. I'd never got that oh. point of satisfaction of saying, oh. see, it went on nice. <laughs> Uh, that would never happen in the podcast world, Owen, I can assure you. Uh, it was a bad cut, bad cut. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, if you'd like to find out more about Owen's uh, reenactment flight, you can find a link in the show notes, Australia's first airmail.com. Really interesting stuff, Owen. And just before we go, speaking of uh, websites, you've launched a new one called The Pilot's Blog. Yes, I have. It, it, it's only a few days old and um, it's, it's gone amazingly well. I had 1,500 visitors the first day. I thought that was great. And I had um, 55,000 visitors on Sunday. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, I've it, it basically covers news and views and also practical pilot guides and even the passenger's perspective. I just wanted to put something out there that covered most facets of aviation and, and was a bit of a fun place to visit. And it, the popularity has caught me off guard. In fact, some of the newspapers now quoting it. Oh, that's so, fantastic. Um, that is excellent. Yeah, well, when you consider two or three days old, I, I didn't expect anyone to actually know about it at this stage. <laughs> so I've, I've had to uh, make sure the content's always there. Mate, we're going to have to get you back on the segment uh, very soon. And I think we're going to have to uh, get you uh, coming on to our own show, as we've done many times in the past, uh, very soon. No worries at all, guys. It, it's always great to talk to you. And, and you just give me a call. I'm always happy to have a chat. Oh, you be careful what you say, mate. You know how I like to take people up on offers like that. But, uh, okay, Steve. No worries at all. Owen's up thepilotsblog.com. He's also an airline pilot, a writer. Uh, gee whiz, he does lots of different things too. And I think he's also the technical editor for our favourite aviation magazine, Australian Aviation. That's everything we have for you on this week's Australia Desk. Well, Grant, that went quickly. We'll talk to everybody again next week.
That's the one, mate. Catch you all then. Cheers.